first team all pro honors, seven Pro Bowl selections, the NFL's 2010s all decade team, Super Bowl champion. Wide receiver Antonio Brown is, on paper, one of the league's most impressive players. His time on the gridiron spans nearly two decades and four NFL teams. It's what's happened outside of his receiving yards that's cause for concern. Sports social media blew up on January 2nd when Brown left the Buccaneers' sideline, shed his equipment, and walked off the field in the middle of Tampa Bay's meeting with the New York Jets. While this strikes casual football fans as an odd move, rabid consumers, as well as those who've watched Brown's ascension and recent questionable downfall, found it deeply concerning. Welcome back to Closer Mentality. I'm your host, Julia Mellet. Today, we're going to talk about head injuries and the lasting impact of playing contact sports. A quick trigger warning before we begin. This episode references suicidal actions and ideations. The Center for Disease Control estimates that around 3.8 million concussions happen every year in the United States from sport-related injuries. That's 5 to 10% of all athletes experiencing at least one concussion per year. Furthermore, of those 3.8 million diagnosed concussions, 60% were tied to football, specifically. In 2015 and 16, the National Football League conducted a study throughout the organizations to determine which position finds players the most susceptible to brain injury. Cornerbacks, wide receivers, and linebackers took the top three spots. When competition gets stronger and faster and the hits come harder, football suddenly has an enormous public health crisis on its hands. July 2017 ushered in a study out of Boston University that indicated that of 202 brains of former football players examined, 177 showed signs of chronic traumatic encephalopathy. That's 87% from a sample pool of middle and high school, collegiate, semi-pro, Canadian Football League, and NFL players. If just the NFL was surveyed, 110 of 111 would show signs of CTE. That's 99%. It's difficult to ascertain a modicum of understanding for how hits on a football field translate into life away from the gridiron. Society is reliant on studies like Boston U and publicized experiences from professional football players that aid to create a narrative of sorts surrounding the long-lasting impact of participation. In order to address how CTE manifests, it's also important to factor that traumatic brain injury in sports is very infrequently linked back to one specific instance. CTE is brought upon through repeated blows to the head. Daily clashes with opponents over the course of multiple years has shown to increase the symptomology of early-onset CTE, which includes memory fog, mood swings, and dramatic changes, disorientation, lashing out physically and emotionally, slurred speech, and difficulty sustaining complex thought processes. Though CTE can only be diagnosed post-mortem as of 2022, the football community agreed that Brown's outburst was indicative of far more than playing through an ankle injury. Following social media's outcry of Brown's sideline action, Kansas City Chiefs practice squad-wide receiver Doris Fountain tweeted, quote, To all the people making fun of the AB situation is mad lame. Mental illness and CTE is real, and unfortunately it's a really real reality for a lot of us in this business. Instead of making fun of him and chasing clout, let's figure out a way to give him the help he needs, end quote. When asked about Brown's outburst, New England Patriots head coach Bill Belichick responded saying, quote, That's important for all of us. We have a number of people who are involved in one way or another in that area. 
Each one of us is different. Each one of us is unique. We try to have a team structure, and we have to work individually with guys as stuff comes up. Post-game, Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach Bruce Arians told the media that simply Antonio Brown, quote, is no longer a buck. That's the end of the story. End quote. Brown's QB1, Tom Brady, who isn't historically known to speak for his teammates' antics, responded that, quote, It's a difficult situation. Everybody should do what they can to help him in ways that he really needs it. We all love him. We care about him deeply. We want to see him be at his best. Unfortunately, it won't be with our team. I think everyone should be very compassionate and empathetic towards some very difficult things that are happening. End quote. Although Brown's seemingly bizarre on-field behavior may just be a continuation of his previous actions, his background with hard hits requires that psychologists weigh in on the current climate of head injury ramifications in the sport. The Cleveland Clinic's health and sport performance psychologist, Dr. Matthew Succo, told News Nation Now that, quote, people don't act this way without other things going on. It doesn't make a lot of sense. To hear from the people who are with him regularly, someone like Tom Brady, clearly reading between the lines of what he's saying, but obviously there's more going on here. I think that when we look at hindsight for an explanation for these behaviors, the reason why some of this stuff, which seemed so innocent before, now hindsight gives us that bias. There's also that natural progression where we look at his early years and some of the behaviors, and over time he became more well-known, more famous, and more in the spotlight. And I think that turning up the intensity is equally as likely to explain some of those behaviors getting worse. Not to suggest that a hit to the head isn't a big deal, but to point to that as what turned his behavior, I think that there are probably a lot of factors that are coming into play there. End quote. News Nation now also followed the story when 32-year-old ex-NFL quarterback Philip Adams brutally shot six people before killing himself in April 2021. Adams' brain was donated to Boston University's CTE Center, and subsequently neuropathologist and CTE Center director Dr. Ann McKee. Upon autopsy, Adams was found to have stage 2 CTE, a significantly aggressive diagnosis, especially for someone only in their early 30s. McKee said that, quote, What was different about his case was the severity of the involvement of the frontal lobes. The frontal lobes damage can cause all sorts of issues like impulsivity, poor decision-making, poor judgment, emotional volatility. It can cause rage behaviors, violent tendencies, paranoia. He was suffering from a brain disease that contributed substantially to his behavioral abnormalities. End quote. These abnormalities, McKee said, contributed to his mental deterioration. Even though Adams had been actively seeking help for his mental health struggles, McKee suggested that by that time, asking an individual experiencing mood changes and memory loss to schedule medical appointments, fill out paperwork, be subjected to diagnostic exams, and trust unfamiliar doctors contributed to disorientation. McKee said the quote, I've seen 315 former NFL players diagnosed with this disease, and many of these players try to get help and can't get help. If especially these players become socially isolated, they often lose contact with their families, they lose their job. This disease causes them to become unlovable and unlikable, so they lose their social contact, they get lost in the system, they fall through the cracks. End quote. Adams' family went through his medical history upon the autopsy results and found that due to his memory lapses, the NFL refused to assist him and denied all claims because Adams was unable to handle simple tasks, like traveling to see medical professionals and sitting through evaluations. Without a way to diagnose while the athlete is still able to vouch for him or herself, it's difficult to read between the lines and attempt to seek help. McKee says that may be changing. 
We're getting closer and closer every day with blood tests, CSF tests, brain scans, and there's a massive effort to improve diagnosis, McKee said. Imagine how it will change when a player can come up to you and say, I have this diagnosis. Research isn't quite there yet, though, but Brown's outburst might open the door to a sense of predictability for researchers. The CTE Society marks four distinct stages of symptomology for the illness. Stage 1 is marked by headaches and loss of attention and concentration. Short-term memory problems, depression, and aggressive mood swings are also indicative of a more severe problem. Stage 2 is denoted by more frequent mood swings, headaches, and memory dysfunction than stage 1. Suicidal thoughts and language challenges also present. Stage 3 is most significantly paired with severe cognitive impairment, as well as a progressive worsening of stages 1 and 2's neurobehavioral dysregulation. 27-year-old Patriots tight end Aaron Hernandez was found to have stage 3 in the worst case of CTE ever diagnosed thus far, when his autopsy was concluded in 2013. Stage 4, the worst diagnosis, manifests in dementia symptoms. Paranoia, depression, gait issues, executive function problems, language and cognition issues, and aggression are also present. Parkinson's disease may also be comorbid. These are incredibly severe and serious symptoms. If you're a current or former athlete and are worried about identifying with these, I've added a few resources in the show notes. In the event, though, that you're listening to this episode to learn and are feeling more emotional unrest than cognitive functioning errors, I think you'd benefit from this week's sponsor, BetterHelp. I'm so thrilled to be working with them on another episode. All the stories I've told thus far have been the vulnerabilities of elite athletes and team personnel off their courts, fields, and rinks. Nearly all of them have utilized either a sports psychologist or a therapist. Now I'm bringing that option to you, the listeners. If you've ever listened to a Closer Mentality episode and thought, I feel exactly the same way. I've partnered with BetterHelp to bring online therapy to your phone and computer. BetterHelp offers video, phone, and live chat options, and you can speak to a licensed therapist in less than 48 hours. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. BetterHelp has more than 20,000 licensed therapists around the country, and you have access to them at any time. You can get thoughtful messages from your therapist, and if you aren't happy, it's free to change providers. If you're worried about the cost of traditional talk therapy, BetterHelp also plans for that. They offer financial aid if funding is the only thing standing between you and getting the help you need. Join the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. I have a special offer for all Closer Mentality listeners. You can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com forward slash closer mentality. That's betterhelp.com forward slash closer mentality. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. The link is also in the show notes. Impossible to diagnose at this time, Brown's actions have become increasingly outlandish over the course of the past two years. Statistically, a football player's chances of developing CTE increase as much as 30% per year of football played. Brown is in his 12th season in the NFL and ranks 21st all-time in receptions. That ranks him as one of the most tackled NFL players of all time. That's a dangerous statistic, and it's even more dangerous when the institution that you rely on to keep you safe turns its back on you. In 2015, the NFL pulled $14 million from CTE-related research. After extensive backlash, $100 million went back to, quote, brain research, but only a few million were allocated to CTE specifically. 
$60 million of that went directly to improving helmets. The rising CTE symptoms, coupled with an increased dialogue surrounding mental health issues, will force the National Football League to put more money, power, and purpose toward remedying the stagnant issues that athletes today are getting candid about. Whether it's Antonio Brown or a host of other players who are fed up with the treatment, the next decade will change the entire way athletes, spectators, and team personnel view the sport that we all love. But with that, I'll close episode 48 of Closer Mentality. As always, I'm your host, Julia Mellett. Thanks so much for spending time with Closer Mentality today. If you liked this episode, you'll love next week when I bring on Team USA rhythmic gymnast Izzy Connor to talk about working hard through the pressure of making a national team and what she learned from competing in the Tokyo Olympics. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of Closer Mentality. If you liked this episode, click the survey in the show notes and tell me what kind of content you'd like to hear. I appreciate the feedback. You can also DM us on Instagram and Twitter at Closer Mental with ideas for guests or topics you'd enjoy hearing about. Until Izzy and I return, though, see you next week. Mm-hmm.